This episode of the World Soccer Talk podcast is presented by Sling, and even though the European club calendar is over, you can still use Sling to watch a number of this summer's competitions, including the upcoming Gold Cup and the UEFA Nations League. Again, you can watch all of those on Sling. This Thursday, the CONCACAF Nations League returns with CBS covering the event, and that includes the United States playing Mexico in another match in this story derby. And I have the pleasure to talk to three people that played in those derbies over the years who are participating in this CBS coverage, Charlie Davies, Clint Dempsey, and Mo Adu. Guys, just a general question. You guys can chime in whenever you want. What are your general expectations for this game? I know there's a lot of uncertainty given the manager and Fuller and Balligan making his possible debut. Just what's your what are your expectations and takes going into this uh, first game against Mexico? I mean, for me, I would say that my expectation is for them to win the tournament. I know there's uncertainty. There's a little bit of an awkward period right now with interim to interim manager situation. But as players, I think your motivation doesn't change. This is a tournament that's the first step in this new um, cycle as you're preparing for a World Cup that's going to be here, which is going to be the biggest World Cup ever and biggest probably moment tournament of their career. So you want to set the tone early. There's a core group that's been at this previous World Cup. And I think this is your first chance to win some silverware with the national team in this cycle. And it's important that you start off on the right foot. First game is against Mexico. That's a tone setting type of game. And I know these boys will be up for the challenge. So I'm excited for them. Obviously, the introduction of Balogun to the group as well is another thing that has this country excited. But ultimately, there's a trophy to be won. And I expect them to go out there and do that. Uh, Charlie, I know you guys talk a lot about the U.S. <clears throat> men's national team on on morning footy. What what about you? What do you, I know? It's uh like I just told Mo. It's been kind of a a season of change in this first half of the year. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this game against Mexico? Yeah, I, I think like Mo said, just to echo what he said, this is a group that has already had the experience for the most part competing in the Nations League when they won against Mexico in the first uh, final three two. So. This Mexico side, the difference is that was a side that was full of experience. The expectations were Mexico was the better side. They were the heavy favorites. Now it's it's flip-flopped. Mexico are, are got they have a new coach. They they're trying to introduce new players in a new system. And it hasn't been all that convincing. But when you play in this game, emotions, the the intensity, it can it can change. And they were Mexico were heavy favorites in that final last last time in 2021. Now U.S. are heavy favorites, but you you can't count Mexico out. You have to you have to come in with the same mentality, and that's to win this trophy. Mo and I both played for B.J. Callahan uh, as he's an assistant coach with the Philadelphia Union, so we know what how he is as a, as a man, as a, as a, a man manager, the kind of transparency that he affords this young group of players. So um, it's not really going to come down to coaching. He's familiar with them. They're familiar with him. It's more about what they're able to do on the pitch. And it comes down to the mentality. Now, Clint, coming over to you, you're obviously one of the best goal scorers in U.S. men's national team history. And I already mentioned the potential debut of Fuller and Balogun. How important is it for him, do you think, to not only make a strong start with the U.S. men's national team, but maybe pick up an early trophy in his first pair of games with the side? Yeah, for sure. He's someone who's flying high with the, the amount of goals he was able to score in Europe uh, this year at Ligue 1. Um, it's, it's a situation where we've been looking for a number nine with the U.S. There's been some guys that kind of showed you moments that they were going to take that spot, but no one really took it with both hands. Look at the World Cup. Um, we're one of the teams that led um, 
in, in crosses, but we weren't able to get on the, uh, enough of end of things. And having a player of his quality come into this side, it, it could change the dynamic of this team, make them more dangerous. So looking forward to see how he um, acclimates to this team and to see if he's able to, to hit the ground running. And if he can, that would be huge. But at the same time, um, it's going to force the other guys to step up their game and, and hopefully they'll be fighting for spots to see um, who's going to take that uh, position. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, like Mo and Charlie said, it's a huge game. If you look back, um, the last CONCACAF uh, Nations League final where we were able to win, I didn't really know what to expect of the team. I wasn't sold on the fact that they could win big games. Um, they were coming off a 3 nothing loss to Switzerland. Uh, they barely got past Honduras in the semifinal. Then they go on to win that game. And then that's what got everybody starting believing again, especially after us not qualifying for that World Cup in Russia. And then they just seemed to grow strength to strength. And like what Charlie talked about, Mexico at that time were on like a crazy, crazy run under Tata. And no one would have thought things would have happened how they would after that. And that, it was almost kind of like started their downfall and it started our climb. So I think this is a huge game, uh, like and Mo talked about, for building towards uh, um, the Copa America coming up in the States and also the World Cup. Uh, the team needs to hit the ground running, get everybody believing and excited about those competitions that are coming up. And what, what better opportunity you have to do something special in the World Cup than on uh, your own uh, home soil? I want to ask again about B.J. Callahan, because I think for a lot of U.S. men's national team fans, it was a surprising pick, especially given that he has that interim tag, again, just like Anthony Hudson did. Do you think he feels any pressure going into not only the Nations League, but but also the Gold Cup just after it, just because he is an interim head coach? And I know the U.S. is still looking for its permanent head coach, but do you think he feels any pressure over these uh, this next month or so? Of course. I mean, I don't think any manager ever is in a position where, especially if you're a new manager, where you don't feel some kind of some kind of pressure. He's managing the U.S. men's national team. You know, it's not it's not like he's managing uh, your local club team or or even a club team at a professional level. This is a national team. This is you're representing the whole country. So, of course, with that comes pressure. You're you're playing in a in a game that has significance because there's a trophy at stake and it's against Mexico. So, of course, there's pressure with that. But to Charlie's point, Clint's points earlier, that familiarity that he has with his group, having been there with Greg, having been there uh, with Anthony Hudson. And so I think that gives him confidence. I think his experience, whether it, whatever role it's been at prior to this, whether it's the national team or at club level, that gives him confidence. But I think more than anything else, it's that bond that he has with the players. You hear the players when they speak, they say, look, there's not, there hasn't been much change. Obviously, he's going to come with some little tinkers here and there, but overall the kind of feel and the overall kind of tone that's been set early on is one that's continuing on. So there's not going to be any radical changes. Wouldn't expect that. Um, but again, it's for him, I think there's as much as there's nerve is also a level of excitement, right? If he goes into these tournaments and he wins and he comes out with another trophy for Nations League, a trophy in Gold Cup, obviously that now ups the, the kind of, I guess, feeling that surrounds his name. Um, do I think he's going to get this job long-term? No, but, and we know it's an interim tag, but still, I think there's a lot of upside for him and potential for him to come out of this, um, with a new kind of feeling and, and sense of respect attached to his name. Well, I do want to ask you guys about CBS's coverage of the upcoming Nations League and Charlie, I'll start with you. Um, a lot of people see you on morning footy on the CBS Sports Golasso Network now, and I know that he's becoming something like an afternoon footy for your coverage in Las Vegas of the Nations League against Mexico and, and the final as well. I just want to ask, 
you know, what is it like to cover international soccer and club soccer? Because it's hard to put away, or at least for me and my my journalism, it's it's hard for me to put away those biases of, you know, being an American and being a U.S. men's national team fan. So I want to ask you, with your work on morning footy and with your work on CBS in general, what is it like covering international soccer versus the club game that you guys do so well on uh, morning footy? It's amazing. And Clint and Mo and myself, we all played in Europe. We've all played in international tournaments. So it's, it's, it's second nature for us. And, and when you're obsessed with the game, like, like I am, I love to work. That's just in me. I, I think I thrive in these moments where you have to just get up early, cover the game, know about everything that's happening and, and digest as much as you can. So I love going from club to international because we lived it. So for, for us, once you, you put on the, the jersey and you represent your country, now that's, that's a part of you. You're, you're part of this brotherhood. And so we all shared that, those moments in the locker room, and it was special. Now to do it on the flip side, covering the game as analysts and supporting the, the, the country and, and this team, I mean, there's, there's no better feeling. I, I, this is a dream job for me. So, you know, these, these guys, you know, I've, I've, I've shed tears with, I've, I've bled. I mean, Clint's broken a few ribs. So, you know, we're, we're, we're as, we're as tight as it gets when it comes to uh, a broadcast team. And, you know, it's, it's very hard to duplicate because we, we've, we've, we have those common experiences and shared experiences, which I think shows over, over, you know, over the camera, because we, we can, we can give and take, right. We can joke and, and we know that it's all love. Right. And I think in, in other settings that that's just not the case. So th with this group, we've, we've been bullish about them from the very beginning because we've never dropped our expectations with this, with this team. And we've been critical when we need to be critical, but we are also very wary of, of their progress and, and how far they've come. So we know what I think as a national team, we want to achieve and we know we can achieve because we've been on the pitch. We've seen how close we've come to turning the corner and getting into, you know, the conversation of being a, a top footballing nation in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This is a, it's a dream to, to cover it with people that care because everyone within CBS, it's not just us. It's the people behind, behind the scenes, behind the camera that care just as much as we do. So they're putting in the work. They make the, the experience all that much more enjoyable. So uh, from morning footy to afternoon footy in Vegas uh, and, and obviously this, this dream team um, covering U.S. through World Cup qualifying and Nations League has been incredible. Well, Clint, I want to ask you about your time in the media as well, because Charlie and Mo have been doing this for, for years. And now that you have several years working at a number of broadcasters yourself, uh, I just want to ask you, have you found it harder or easier than you thought it might be going from being a, you know, a world-class player to being an analyst and a broadcaster? I never really thought about when I was playing that I would be doing this, be a, be an analyst and, and sitting at a desk and being on TV talking about the game. But, uh, you know, when Pete hit me up and talked about the idea of getting this together, getting this group of guys and um, Kate uh, and everybody together to uh, to just be yourself. You don't have there's no agenda. You don't try to be a certain way that you're not. And that's that's what always made me feel comfortable about being um, doing this on this side is, is being able to just talk about the game how I want to joke around with my boys that who I played uh, in the national with and played against in, in, in club ball. 
And, uh, you know, no matter who you work for, as long as they let you do that, then, then it makes it fun. It makes it real. And I think it comes across um, on TV that way. So I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to these, uh, these big games in Vegas, the CONCACAF uh, Nations League games and uh, having fun with the boys and, and trying to put the, the American audience in the locker room, what it was like for us uh, being in those big games. Yeah, well, Mo, I want to wrap up with this. Um, you've worked for, obviously, a number of broadcasters, too. And we see your work with with CBS. I mean, you featured on the Champions League coverage, for example, just like uh, Clint and Charlie have as well. I want to ask you, what makes CBS special in its broadcasting and coverage of soccer? Is it just the general vibe we see? I mean, we talk about, or you guys talk about this, this brotherhood, this relation that you guys all have with one another. Is it that, or is it something else that might make working with CBS a little different than working with others? <laughs> Look at Charlie's face. No, I think I think um, I think it's a, a big part. Everything you just discussed there, Clint hit on hit it on the nail on the head as well. And it's that you know that authenticity. I think um, first and foremost, I think the teams that they assembled, they've done a good job in picking out people that complement each other. You know, our crew here, we've known each other off the pitch, and so uh, we've known each other on the pitch as well as off the pitch. We had a long-standing relationship prior to this. Um, I, I had worked with Kate before, so we had a um, a relationship as well. And so I think this team that they've assembled, it clicks. It just clicks because of everything. I don't want to sound redundant, but for everything that they've just said there, you know, it's the the being able to be yourself, be as authentic and and genuine, as critical as you need to be. But at the same time, we also don't take ourselves too serious. You know, we when we have our analytical hat on, we're very serious about that. We do our homework, we prep in the right way. And when we come on screen, we're ready to execute from that standpoint. But at the same time, I have no problem calling out Charlie's terrible dance moves. I have no problem calling out Clint wearing a, a fatigue blazer and some Crocs, you know, and the same same is true for when they come at me, right? So I think we try to deliver covers that we would want to see, right? Which is educational, but then also we're, we don't, we don't, we're fun. We don't take ourselves too serious. You see the same thing with the crew on Morning Footy. You see the same thing with CBS, uh, with the, the Champions League crew. I think a big part of it is the people that that they've they've done a good job of assembling the cast. Um, and then to Charlie's point there, we have a deep team behind us that supports us in the right way, that are creative in the way that they want to put the shows together. The segments that you had throughout the course of the show, you'll see there there's a variety of different segments. There will be some that are a lot more to the point, analytical, doing videos, breaking down clips. There's some other ones that are a little bit more lighter and that are a little bit more entertainment. So um, as much as we get the credit because we're the ones on camera, we're the, the faces you see, it starts from the top. You know, Pete Radovich, the guys behind the scenes, they've all done a good job of, of putting us in positions to succeed. And then it's up to us to go out there and, as Clint said, just be ourselves, be ourselves, which it's it's we've all get, we're all echoing that same sentiment. But what I'll tell you is that's the hardest thing to do on TV. Everyone, every everywhere you work, you you'll hear that same kind of feeling of be yourself but as soon as a camera gets stuck in front of your face and a mic is put in front of you and you're in a stadium and there's 40,000 people it's one of the hardest things to do is to be yourself and so I think we've all done a good job of holding each other accountable because if Charlie ever starts doing some where I'm like hold on that's not you or Clint starts doing something or if I start sounding like they're gonna we're gonna call each other out and hold each yeah, other accountable Kyle, Kate the, the same the way first, the first time that Mo came on uh, on screen he came on and he was like oh gosh darn it and then everyone was like, Mo, that's that's not you. And he was like, This man's crazy. Wait. 
Yeah, the other part that I will say though, she's not on here, but Kate plays a big Kate plays a big role in all this too, right? So I'd be remiss if I didn't give her a shout out because as you look at the different shows across CBS, what's the one consistent piece that's there, right? It's on Champions League, it's with our group as well, and that's Kate. And I think her experience speaks for itself. And I don't think you'll ever see her in a position where she doesn't thrive because same thing. She does her work, she knows how to command, she has a presence about her, and she knows how to challenge us in the right ways, right? Like she can join in on the banter, but at the same time, when she needs to get us back on, on path, she's with it. And then she knows how to challenge us. If I just sit here and tell you, oh yeah, Mexico should lose to the US, she's gonna dig deeper, why? Oh, because we have, why? why? Like, And so I think that the pieces are there. Again, it doesn't always, it's not always as simple as to say you have the right pieces, it's gonna come across the right way. But I think we have pieces that hold each other accountable. Um, and as a collective, I think that's where we have some strength. All right. Well, I got to say, as a, as a fan of CBS's coverage, it was a, a pleasure to hear that Kate signed that four-year deal with CBS to know that she'll be there for the near future. And uh, I guess that's a good place to wrap up. So Charlie Moe and, and Clint as well, I want to thank you guys for talking to me about uh, CBS's coverage and, and the upcoming CONCACAF Nations League. Really, look, really looking forward to it and the coverage of it as well. So thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you.